0: This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina
1: Zias and Rayanne ann two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. We're rolling, baby. Oh, we are rolling. I just I just started us up.
0: You sneakily hit that record <laughs> button. All right, shall we get into it? yeah are
1: you alive how are you feeling I am struggling I don't know how you did it I'm struggling guys. I just got back from Ch- Coachella last night at yeah. like 11 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly I had so much fun and was like going strong the entire weekend and this morning Nicholas like woke up around 6 30 that was like no like you know when it just oh. hits you you were so tired. Were you like dead asleep and then he woke up? Yeah. Oof. I, I was dead asleep and then he woke up. Um, but I'm just not used to rallying like that. Like I go to sleep at like 10 p.m., 10.30, 11. Like I don't even like really go out and party in L.A. that much. And yeah. I was out till 4 a.m. every night.
0: When I tell I, I honestly, <laughs> you are like very good at staying out late. Like honestly, I stay up till like three. If I stay up till like two or three one night, it takes me days to recover i'm so impressed by you
1: well thank you but we also stayed at a resort that was like so relaxing right so we ended up like having a good balance do you know what i mean yeah which it 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 doesn't take away from like sleep though obviously obviously (laughs) but yeah you were dead tired but relaxed (laughs) (laughs) But, but relaxed at least yeah totally
0: oh it looked like you guys had so much fun i i was dying because i don't know how i got on like So, let's rewind for a second. Okay, I was like, this whole what we're about to get into is like I was really on the fence on if I was going to go to Coachella. I was going to go down for the day. Essentially, the party I thought I was invited to, I was not invited to. Right. (laughs) So, um, I think I was the only influencer on the planet not to be invited. But which is so annoying. Long story short, um, I didn't end up going. Yes. And I somehow got on like. All of the TikToks and stuff I was seeing was like, not only Revolve Festival being a shit show, but Coachella, these poor girls were getting robbed. The people were waiting like three hours to get an Uber and it was $200 to go like two miles in an Uber. So it was just so funny. I was seeing all of these people just having horror stories and I was like, damn. I'm really happy I didn't go because I think that would have been a lot for me. But then you had an amazing
1: time. I had an amazing time. I do think that is a reality for a lot of people, though. Totally. Coachella is so much fun, but it is a lot of work. It is exhausting. It's like three days nonstop. I mean, obviously you can make it what you want. You know what I mean? You don't have to go all three days. You don't have to go all day, but the conditions are tough. Like the Uber situation, that's real. So for me, like we're real, and also it's expensive. Like the whole weekend is just expensive. expensive. So if you're buying tickets, if you're buying food there, you're buying drinks. Like I saw someone post about like a $25 a glass of wine. You know what I mean? So if you're like trying to party and like these are your conditions, like I could see that being difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. I'm really lucky where we didn't pay for tickets and we got incredibly lucky by getting artist passes. You got so lucky. So Can you guys have some of that luck for stagecoach? I know I'm going to pass it on to you. And then also we had like, you know, Steve doesn't really drink. So like he's driving. So we don't have to worry about that. We had our car. Like I would not want to take Ubers and rely on Ubers. No. For festivals. Um, And then like even parking passes, like we had that, like we went to neon carnival and somehow we also got a VIP parking pass. To park, like, I don't know, guys. Like, the universe was really in <laughs> the our The universe favor. was like, Christine and Steve are gonna have the best time at Coachella. Other people will be robbed, and you guys <laughs> will have the time of your life. We really had the time of our lives. We had Go so ahead. much fun. Steve was like, Yeah, this was like such an amazing weekend. We need to do things like this more often. So I was like, Really, really happy. Cause we went down with no expectations. We went down there because we were working with Revolve. So we were working for the Revolve Festival, which is like the main reason we went down there. Um, and then, we know we paid for our accommodations. Like we booked this hotel that we love so much. Mm-hmm. So we were like, Oh, this is just going to be a relaxing weekend for us. And then we'll go to some parties. Uh, but we hadn't no tickets to like the festival, no tickets to like the neon carnival, like everything just like fell into our lap. Yeah. So it just like all worked out so well for us. Um, but I love it. And I think that like a weekend like that is really what you make of it. Because I think sometimes people try and do too much.
0: Right. Like, they're like, I don't, I want to be out all day. and like, I need to go to
1: every single part. Like, trust me, you're not missing anything.
0: Mm -hmm. You're not
1: missing anything. Like, yeah, there are certain parties that are fun. But like, I really think the people who do it best are the people who get like a house with their friends, who literally lounge by the pool and hang out all day and then go to the festival at night. Like, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. That to me, like, I feel like it needs to be fun. Like, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Also, I think a huge mistake that people make is not dressing appropriately. I can't even tell you how many girls were like, I think I broke my ankle. Were they wearing heels? They were wearing heels or they were wearing like, you know, they got new shoes that weren't broken in. So like their feet were covered in blisters. Like when you, when it comes to like these festivals, you are walking miles, like literal miles. Okay. So you have to, you have to wear shoes and dress accordingly. I'm wearing my low, my cowboy boots that I have trusty to okay. stage coach. But yes, he, shoes. oof. shoes are the Ooh. biggest thing. And like, if you're in uncomfortable shoes all then day, then you're gonna have a horrible time. Yeah, like I was telling Ray, because she's going to stage coach. I was like, you better make sure that you're wearing something where your thighs aren't chafing, <laughs> because if your thighs are chafing all day, oh. f that. Yeah, I need to order more Mega Babe because I'll just keep that in my purse and just slap that on yeah. in between the old thighs. <laughs> Absolutely. But it was so fun. Um, I saw a lot of people on TikTok talking about Revolve Fest too. I
0: know. I was going to say, okay, we need to address it because it's been, yeah. you know, all over. So all over. I wasn't there, but I was dying at some of the, because I'm a little salty. So I was kind of like, yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah. I get you, it. You know, I get it. But I w- I'm glad that you didn't have to wait five hours for a bus and get pushed and shoved. But I was like, damn. Okay. I'm, maybe it wasn't as bad that for some reason, this
1: brand hates me and pub. <laughs> I don't know why you think, I don't think <laughs> no, they you hate do. You, you they I, do. I think they, they might hate you. I don't understand why though, but I any, don't understand. I why, don't anyway. get it. But anyways, yeah, it was so crazy for me to see all of like the backlash for revolve fest because it just was not our experience at all but guys
0: <laughs> people I, are gonna kill you because everyone's having a horrible whole time and christine it's like i don't know why just, it's actually amazing
1: i just feel bad but like actually no fuck that no, i don't, don't feel, feel bad. bad i think i like had good energy and you the had, universe thanked me for it honestly, i agree
0: i think so too because
1: we just got lucky but i will say like First of all, I'm not like a revolves PR person. I don't really give a shit. Like they, if people have bad experiences, like that sucks for them. Like, and people did have bad experiences, you mm-hmm. know, Um, Revolve doesn't need me to defend them. But well, I will say in their defense is that in all the emails that they sent out inviting people, they said the lines will be long for the shuttle. Oh, really? So like prepare for that. So like when we went, We knew like there was going to be lines for the shuttle. Like we knew all that. Um, But I think we got lucky with timing because I think why people were so pissed is that they told you to come early to make sure that you get on the shuttle. Mm. So people went so early and then the shuttles didn't start until like two. So people were already waiting for like two hours. Damn. So that's freaking annoying. That's you know annoying. what I mean? We didn't get there until like two-ish. So we only had to wait. Cause like we like missed that first initial crowd. Of people being like, let's go early. Exactly. So we yeah. missed that. And honestly, like there was water, there was shade, like... I kind of feel like people were like really salty and being really dramatic and making it worse. Like (laughs) I saw this video today. They're like, clearly there was no shade, but like they didn't, they only showed like an inch of like where people were standing. They didn't show the entire huge ass tent, like to the left of it. So I was like, wait, that is like, that's false. Like that's just not accurate. But then when we were leaving, we left early too, because honestly we didn't really care about like seeing Post Malone or like, I was there mostly to like have fun with like friends and like network and like, meet people like I. we didn't care as much about the music mm-hmm. um but people obviously were, were there for the music and yeah. they did have really good performers I can't, believe didn't, I can't believe you didn't stay for Jack Harlow I know I know but you know what I wanted to I really did and we left right as he started actually mm. but Steve was like such a trooper all weekend he's like I really want to go home yeah and I was like okay babe like that was nice of you that, that was nice I was like okay whatever he's like we can listen to him on the car ride home I was like you're yeah. you're right um but when we were leaving the first day, I saw a friend and she, I was like, oh, I was like, how, how was it? And she's like, it was scary. She said it was scary. She said people were like pushing and shoving yeah. and like. That's
0: what I saw. I saw videos of people pushing and shoving to get on the bus. And I was like, it was scary. Yeah. Cause she, if you're in a crowd that. with yeah, people, that is, that that's terrifying, scary.
1: So I think that experience, like I don't think people are lying about that. Yeah. Like um, it just was not my experience at all. Right. Um. But you definitely cannot compare Revolve Festival to Fire Festival. When I see that, I was like, damn. I thought it was so funny. I mean, it is funny. Like, it is funny, but it's just not accurate. Like, I mean, yeah, you're not stranded on a fucking island with no concert, <laughs> no music. It's not like they lied about who their performers are. Like, it's not like they're like, oh, we're having Jack Harlow and then like had a rapper from like the corner on no, Melrose, true. like who no one knows about. Do you know what I she- mean? Like, they're like, oh, like he got sick. No, like that's not what happened. No, you you're right you're right um they're they're (laughs) like it's just ridiculous it's like fire festival no fire festival is the scariest thing to me in the entire world imagine going there a lot
0: of people fire festival is like the same
1: crowd that would be at revolve fest totally totally (laughs) so if that happened to them twice yeah they're they're like like, what the fuck (laughs) oh my Um, gosh but overall we had a really good time i was asking Steve i was like would you do this again next year he's like yeah i think we should do it again next year yeah. We oh, had a good. lot of fun. Good. Sometimes I'm like, am I too old to be doing this? And no. then I was like, no. Also, Neon Carnival is the best thing in the entire world. Neon Carnival, if you don't know, is like a late night party after Coachella. I think it starts at 10, like doors open. People don't really get there until midnight and it goes into like four or five in the morning.
0: So do you like when you're at these things? Like, Because I've been to one music festival before years and years and years ago, Lollapalooza. When you're at these things like neon carnival, do you, are you meeting people? Or are you just so with many people?
1: people we made okay. so many friends, so many friends. Okay. Amazing. We Made so many friends. Everyone is just like vibing, have the best Dang. time, like okay. neon carnival. So there's like a huge stage with DJs, um, got it. which is like so much fun. Like the music was amazing. There's unlimited alcohol. Like there's so much oh, food. You buy a ticket and then you get food and drink. To inside. be honest with you. I don't know if you can buy a ticket to it. How did you get in? We got invited. Like we got put on a list. So I'm still con- I'm not positive on that, guys. Well, do we had I had no idea. Christina and Steve
0: are fucking royalty in Coachella Valley. <laughs> no, no, they get no, no, no. artist
1: passes. They get in VIP to Neon Carnival. Fuck. I don't know. We got lucky this weekend. I'm telling you, because like we had none of that plan. You might be able to buy a ticket actually, because I do think people bought tables. Oh, interesting. Okay. This is, I have never been to Coachella or anything. So this is so interesting. But, and it's like sponsored by brands. So like Smirnoff was a sponsor, DirecTV, I forget, like Levi's. So like these brands like sponsor it. And that's why everything is free for people who go there. So like food is free. There's also like all these carnival games. Like I won like all these toys for Nicholas, which was so fun. Um, It was just like, I think everyone who was there was just there to have a good time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel yeah. like that like Coachella and other parties, like people are trying to look cute and take photos and this and that. And like, that's part of it. But I feel like at this carnival, everyone was like forgetting all of that.
0: Yeah. And, and just, just like, having fun. a good time. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. That's fun. I think, I think I, I, what I struggle with about like that stuff is like, yeah, I was thinking like, I want to go for work and all this stuff. But a lot of these, it is interesting to me how a lot of these events like specifically Coachella, have kind of turned into like a place for influencers to create content. Yes. And I honestly don't know how I feel about it a little bit. It's like, I think you have to have a balance, but like, it is interesting to see, like, it's just a, a content farm, content, 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 content. Yeah. And it's like, it makes, I don't know, it honestly makes me feel like a little bit weird. Um, But again, if you can do both and have a good time, like no judgment. Totally. But I think it is hard when you have that pressure to like pump out all this content. Mm -hmm. And then
1: also, try. yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It's interesting to me how these events have kind of turned into that. Well, it's interesting because I said so many times, like, oh, I want to go to Coachella and work with brands out there. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of friends that were out there working with like three, four brands over the weekend. And I'm like, wow, that sounds awful because I don't think there's an opportunity to have fun in that situation because you're a nonstop working and like, I know it sounds like, Oh, that's like the most fun job. Like you get to go to Coachella and like, you got to take photos and like do all these things, but there are like work obligations. And it's also hard because there's no service in Coachella. So like, if you have to like be at these yeah. events and like post anyways, it's just complicated. That's why I think honestly we had such a good time because we had like one work event yeah and we just had fun and we stayed at a spot. And like, honestly for us, it was like a couple's weekend away mm-hmm. with parties. Yeah, so it was like perfect amazing. Yeah. So overall I had a really good time, but and we'll get into it. I was like stressed getting going there because of the outfits, which is you're obsessed with. Yes. I'm so obsessed with this because just incre- like, I know we talk about this all the time, but it is just so hard for me to find clothes in my size. I can tell you how many times I went to the mall which I don't even know why I waste my time. Like you just need to order online. Like I even told Ray, I was like, I'm going to look for boots. She's like in store. I was literally
0: shocked. I was like, I was like, I am in shock right now. You're not going to find shit. Literally found shit.
1: (laughs) Shit. Nothing. Nothing. Not a single thing. They're like size 11. (laughs) Wide calf. Wide calf. Absolute boots in spring. (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, But besides like having big feet, like it's just crazy to me. And I know we say it all the time, but like having, it should not be so difficult to find a size 14 in stores. Why is that so hard? It is so defeating. It was so defeating and it was really frustrating. I ended up wearing honestly, like most of like clothing I already had in my wardrobe.
0: Which I thought you looked amazing. I'm going to recreate the denim look with the rhinestone belt incredible I literally saw the
1: photo and I gasped oh thanks I appreciate that it was so comfy
0: I think too with like festival clothing a lot of these brands because as I was shopping for Stagecoach, and I don't think like I love putting together outfits but I'll be shopping for this for a full month like to put together like three or four outfits I've ordered shit nothing fits like a lot of this stuff is like a lot of cool brands I find
1: they're large is like an eight ten. It's oh, ridiculous. So many cool brands are eight to, uh, It's like all the Australian brands, especially. Yes. I'm like, dude, are there no people oversized 10 in Australia? I'm like, what's going on? I <laughs> don't know. I can't imagine what it's like to be a curvier plus size woman in, in Australia. Australia. I
0: feel bad. I'm like, do you need me to send you clothes? Seriously. Um. What was interesting? Cause I was posting some photos of like Emma Chamber. I posted like three people of outfits I really liked. Cause I really didn't really didn't like that many outfits I saw, mm-hmm. but, uh, someone messaged me and was like, why aren't we seeing like very many like mid mid-sized girls or like plus size girls, like being featured on like outfit stuff. And I was like, I have I mean, I, I honestly think it's just really hard to find like shit in our size for festivals. And I think too, for me, the outfit vibes of Coachella were giving much, i am very skinny like Mm -hmm. these trends going back to like all of these things that are in trend right now like as i'm shopping like i'm trying to find a skirt that's not low rise and it's actually incredibly difficult right now yeah because i'm not going to feel comfortable or confident at a festival not in a low-rise skirt i'm not gonna have a good time like all of these outfits were just screaming to me like is it an outfit or is she just skinny and not mm. all of them,
1: but a lot of them were giving me those vibes. Wait, no, I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah.
0: Is it is it a fit or is she skinny was what I was getting. But anyway, I feel you. That is it, the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. I think my whole obsess with has been more of just my thought process from like, and we'll go into this in the episode a little bit, but um just accepting that sometimes like what like I really truly believe what is meant for you will come to you and I think I've really let my ego with this stupid fucking revolve shit get to me because I'm like okay what am I doing wrong that I'm not like working with this brand that everybody's working with and I'm like letting my ego get to me and I'm like you know what I have so many amazing brands that like really value me and like really see what I can bring and like create for them and like really things that I'm excited for to like share with my audience and like I'm kind of just been like working through just letting that go like I'm like okay Ryan. obviously the universe has something like this isn't for you and that's okay but it is hard when it seems like everybody else is doing that you know what I mean it's like in that like crowd mentality um, and it's like, which is amazing. Like I'm, uh, you, like you looked amazing. It was such a great time. Like I'm so happy for you, but I'm like getting over that. Like some, yeah, it's hard. And I really, I mean, I called you on Friday, like literally crying.
1: Cause I was like, felt so belittled and so sad. I know that that made me feel so sad. I literally kept telling Steve all weekend and you know, Steve, he's like, fuck that. I know. Steve I need was Steve like, energy. Yeah. You need Steve energy. Cause like, I do think that the universe like has your back, like, and yeah, And it just was not meant to be for you. Do you know what I mean? Like you would have somehow gotten stuck in that five hour line and not been happy. Like it would have been like that, but you are like, and I also, again, the comparison is the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. It really is like, and I'm sure so many people look at you and like all the brands that you're working with and they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I had all of her opportunities. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's so easy to let like one moment or one opportunity, one brand make you feel so defeated, but you Mm -hmm. really need to look at big picture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, big picture there. You have so much to be grateful and thankful for. And like so many things to boost that ego because mm-hmm. we have so much going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it sucked for a little bit, but at the end of the day, I'm,
0: I'm like, you know, wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I was obsessing over this weekend. I ended up having just like a really chill, nice, relaxing weekend. And it was definitely what I needed. Um, so I was thankful. Um, my product of the week is actually something that I polished
1: off this weekend. <laughs> Wait, what? I thought you were saving some for me. <laughs> Sorry. What the fuck? Okay. Well, let's hear it. Okay, it is
0: the cookie dough granola butter by Oat House. Okay. Oh my gosh! So they have a bunch of flavors. I am obsessed with this granola butter. I literally was eating it with a fucking spoon. I had to literally. Be like, Ryan. look at myself in the mirror and Ryan, stop. You're going to eat this whole jar. Wait,
1: how else would you eat it? Would you just put it on something? Oh my gosh. I've put it on a banana. I've put it on Ooh, toast. I love that. I've put it. I bet you it's amazing with apples too. Oh
0: my gosh. You can put it on everything. Okay.
1: So But a spoon freaking... sounds fantastic I... too.
0: <laughs> it is so good. You have to try it. And I think Carissa Brock Your Body has a flavor with them mm-hmm. that I really want to try that people like rave about. So I'm telling you, the oat house granola butter. Is worth
1: the hype. Okay, I need to try it. You need to try it. I need to try it and then keep it in a secret stash in my Do closet not or something. Steve because find it. Steve will eat that shit up. That is like Steve's toxic trait. Is it? Oh my gosh! Yes. Eating all eating that stuff. Eating like all the good stuff. <laughs> like he does not know how to have like anything in moderation. Oh well, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's a big, He is a big boy. That is true. That is true. Um, okay. So my obsessed with product are these good American skate pants. You've probably seen me wear them a million times. First of all, that's my toxic trait is when I get something new, I literally wear it Same. every single day, every single day until I'm sick of it. And especially like these pants, I just love them so much. They fit so well. They're incredibly lightweight, which is great. Cause it's like hot. Ooh, yeah. Okay. They're really lightweight. Um, which I love. They're like a little bit of a looser, like baggier style and they're under a hundred dollars. They come in straight and plus sizes.
0: Amazing. We'll link them
1: for you. I have the color khaki and I almost, I think they come in black too. And if so, mm. I need them in black. Cause they're just like a good wardrobe staple. I think for me, yeah. I really struggle to find pants. So when I find pants that fit well, Get them in every color. Exactly. I'm all about them. And I do think like they would actually be so good for you because they're a really good travel pan too because they're so comfortable and light. Like I feel like you could wear those on a plane for like 10 hours.
0: Okay. I might need to get a pair. They'd be good for Europe. I know starting now I'm only buying things that I will wear in Europe. Okay. That's my, I'm only shopping for Europe. That's good. And I don't need that much stuff because I'm trying not to bring that much stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Um, But they are, they look really cute. You're influencing me. I'm going to have to get these skate pants. Okay. Mm. All right, everybody. Well, we're going to just get into today's episode. It was a solo of Christina and I talking about. Saying
1: no. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's get into right. it.
0: why this episode is coming about is because I've been on like this week. I'm like, do I want to fucking go? Yes or no. And I've had a few conversations with friends on different topics, like similar to this and in different areas, which we'll get into on learning to say no and how to say no. And I feel like this kind of comes about as you just get older, don't you think? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. So as you get older and as your priorities change. Yes.
0: And I'm like, I don't know why this week I've literally been like stressing out about, do I go to Coachella or not? And like, similar to what you said about the outfits, I'm like, this is supposed to be a fun thing, but I'm like stressing out. Like if I wanted to go, I should have just gone, but do I, But I feel like maybe I'm forcing myself to go. Cause I feel like I should go. So I'm like, would I just be happy? This is a sp- whole mental spiral. I am going, going down. Um, so I think it'll be good to chat today about learning how to say no and the importance of saying no, but also kind of talking about how sometimes it's like, it can be hard. And like, is it setting, cause the flip side of it is that with everyone's like, I feel like on social media, it's like setting boundaries, doing this, but then it's like, sometimes it's like, when is it being a good friend to be there for your friend when they want to do something or something like that? Totally. That is why, people, we are doing this episode. And I feel like if you're like Christina and I, you're probably like, yeah, I deal with this all the time.
1: Literally all the time. I had the exact same issue with Coachella because I'm going down there for parties for like a work obligation, which I'm really excited about. And I was like, should I buy tickets to the festival? I was like, should I get get tickets? I I mean, how many voice notes did I send you? Like 10. And I sent our friend Lauren like a bunch and like other people (laughs) and like Steve... <laughs> Lauren was like, dude, you're killing me right now because you've literally within your messages, you've given points to each side of why you should and shouldn't. Like you yeah. say, oh, I should do this. And then you're like, no, wait, no, no, wait, but this is why I shouldn't. Anyways, I realized I ended up not getting tickets to the actual festival because I felt like I was going to get tickets because that was something I should be doing, not because I actually wanted to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and instead I booked a resort for Steve and I, like one of my favorite places to stay in California. And we're going to do like a spa weekend and, and like the Coachella parties and it's gonna be like, the, I'm so excited now. I'm so excited that I said no to doing something that I felt like I should be doing and like saying yes to like what I actually wanted to do.
0: Okay. But you know what? I, I support what? that, but I'm a little sad because if we would have prepared, we could have done this. If we would have got a
1: whole. No dude, dude. No, no, we can't, we can't go back. <laughs> And think now. Okay, fine. What we're going to do is prepare for next year and yeah. make it so freaking epic. No, to
0: be honest, I am telling you right now, I am going to... This is the thing. I keep waiting around. We've talked about this before. For friends to plan shit. Mm-hmm. I'm walking around. None of my friends are planning shit. So I'm going to start. Next year, yes. we're getting a house, walking distance to the grounds. Mm-hmm. I'm going to book it like tomorrow. Perfect. And we are going to Coachella. I've never been. And I want my first time to be... A great, I mean, a great experience. there's a lot of pressure put on it, but I'm like, we're gonna be prepared. We're not gonna be going to the mall two days before to get our outfits, Christina. We're gonna be prepared. Exactly. We're gonna have a house walking distance where Steve, yes. if he feels inclined, can have refreshments for us. You know, Chef Boy or Steve <laughs> to come home to halfway through the day. You know, whatever. Maybe exactly. I'll have maybe I'll have a boyfriend by then, and he will be there. You know, or not. That's fine too. But anyway.
1: That's perfect. Just so you know, I already told two people about this and said that you were planning it and invited them into the house. Perfect. Send me the list of people. The only requirements
0: are that you have a fun attitude and I can't say the other thing on here. Okay.
1: Okay. Does it have to do with mushrooms? Yes. (laughs) perfect we're in we're
0: in okay anyway our our Coachella tangent um I think yes I think this is like where this comes into play is just how your priorities start to change for sure so I think one of the main things one of the big areas is money right Mm -hmm. I was like talking to one of my good friends and she was like look like I feel bad but I have to start saying no to like dinner's out or going to get coffee or doing this or doing that. Because like, realistically I'm in my thirties and I want to start saving for a house. I want to start saving for bigger things. And like in the short term, it's so much fun to like go to that dinner or do that. But like, I can't. And it's like, I have to start saying no to these things. And that's really hard because it's like, you kind of have to like put on your big girl pants, which kind of sucks. But like, that is it has to be done. It's like you have to wake up from our like kid dream and start taking like a little responsibility.
1: Absolutely. I think money and like financial obligations is so incredibly important and and also can make people feel really really insecure and I commend your friend for being so vulnerable and honest about that because I think where people really get into trouble is one not being able to say no and feeling embarrassed. Yeah. to say no because of money when that should not be it. Like your friends are not going to be like, oh, you don't have enough money to come to dinner. Like we're not going to hang out with you anymore. No, they're going to try and think of other ways to hang out with you and spend time together. And also like, it'll probably like help them like rethink about their the way they're spending money and their financial goals as well. So I think that could be so such an empowering conversation to have um, and I think that like, we talk about this all the time, but like, it's not even just like about the little dinners. It's like about not being able to go to the bachelorette party or not being able to like do the with your friends. Like as much as that sucks, like you do sometimes really have to, if you have a financial goal, you have to think about the big picture. And if that's your priority, then like You need to make it your priority.
0: Yeah. And I think it's good too to like have these conversations with your friends because it's like, then they'll start being like, yeah, like I doubt they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that sucks. I want to be blowing my money too. No, Mm -hmm. like after we had this conversation, I was like, okay, let's like think of all these things that we can do that doesn't have, like, let's start a weekly hike. Let's do this. And like, okay, also evaluating look instead of going to dinner why don't we buy like a five pack of pilates classes where we feel better about investing our money in that mm-hmm. way because we're getting a workout we're spending time together it's not just like going out drinking a bunch feeling like shit the next day ordering postmates where it's like spending 200 bucks on one night out mm-hmm. like, i think you have to start thinking about the value that these like decisions make when it comes to money and what what it brings to you and like what sh- what's worth it for you and sometimes that is saying no
1: I think when we're talking about money too, it's also about career and like financial goals too, right? Like there's been so many times in my career where like, I've had, like, I just happened where I like, I had this huge campaign opportunity and I ended up having to say no to it. And it was like, financially, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying no to this, but I had to. And sometimes you have to say no to certain things to allow opportunities for other doors to open. Totally. My sister also was going through like a big career change for a while. And she was like, what, what do I do? Like she had like a couple different opportunities and she was like, do you take the job that has like the more, more money or like more benefits or this and that, or do you take one that has more potential to like grow down the road? And there's all these things that you have to like think about. And sometimes like saying no to one opportunity really does open the space for like the right opportunity to come to you. And I feel so strongly about that.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes in in those situations, we specifically just focus on everything we're missing out on. If we say no to that, mm-hmm. we're like, but then this is shuts the door to this, 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 but it's like, you're forgetting about exactly what you said, Christina, the other opportunities that will open up because of that. No.
1: Absolutely. Like I will never forget when I almost like quit blogging and quit content creation. And I was like going to become a real estate agent because I was like, just get literally, I was getting so many no's Mm -hmm. that I was getting so discouraged. I wasn't making a single dime. I was doing this for like seven years at this point, like an embarrassing amount of time to not be making any money. And then finally I got an opportunity and I had to like decide whether to like run with these like new opportunities that were coming or go into like real estate into another career that like would have at the time felt like so much more lucrative and like so much more promising, Mm -hmm. you know, and like saying no to that and saying yes, to like continue pursuing like what I wanted to do, like made such a huge difference in my life.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Christina, if there's like a thing where you're thinking about like, Oh, do I do this? Do I not? Yes. No. Is there something that you do to figure out, to get to the bottom of like, are you going to say yes or no to this thing? Do you create? Do you just? Well, I know you just voice bomb your friends,
1: but besides I that, voice bomb my friends. I voice bomb my friends. I'm someone who has, I would say, a, a, a critically extreme case of FOMO when it comes to all things.
0: <laughs> I would agree. <laughs>
1: Like it is probably like the most insane, dire emergency case of FOMO you have ever experienced. Um, and all of my friends know this about me um, to the point where there's like a laughing joke sometimes like, oh, if you ask Christina one, something once, she'll say no. But if you ask her again, she'll say yes. Like, because I'm just like, okay, fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I want to do it. So I think that for me, I really, it takes a while. It's hard for me. And I have to go back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like someone who's like creating lists, whether like, physically or just mentally on like pros and cons
0: well actually that's too in your human design which go back to mm-hmm. listen to our human design episode you're not meant to make decisions right away
1: right I'm, I'm terrible at that yeah um and then also to be honest with you i think that i rely a lot on steve steve is like a grounding he is reasonable like just like voice in my life That I think really helps me make a lot of decisions. And I think that men in general are maybe like just quicker to be like, yes, no, yes, no. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just not like that. So I really rely on him a lot and like appreciate his advice and his opinions. Um, And then I'll make sure to ask like three of my friends to make sure that they have the same opinion as Steve and then go from there. (laughs) If I'm being totally honest okay, well, what about you? Maybe you have, maybe you have some better advice because I'm a hot mess and it's really hard for me.
0: I think that obviously I don't have it figured out. Um, but I'm going to use this Coachella thing as an example, cause it's just very timely for me right now. So I've been feeling this, like, do I go to Coachella? I'm like, I literally sit down and I was like, why do I want to go? Why? I listed the reasons why I was like, work opportunity, networking, working with a brand that I want to start a relationship with. um, It was all work. It was all work reasons because like, obviously I liked the music that was going, but like none of my friends that I'm like super close with are going to the festival or anything. So it wasn't like missing out in that way. But then I had to have like a kind of, this is where it's like you have to not sugarcoat things for yourself. I was like, I kind of want to go just because I feel like I should be there. And I'm like, that's just kind of feeding into this like, jumping on the bandwagon shit. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. do I actually, do these kind of things actually bring me joy or more anxiety and more stress? And if I'm being honest with you, most of the time, these situations for me bring me more anxiety and stress than having fun. I don't know when I became like this. I don't know when. So I ended up just deciding I'm just going down for the day on Saturday. Um, my friend is going to drive down. It's like a comp- a compromise to this like situation. Because also I was like, the, the cons to it, I bring in like the money thing. I'm like, okay, this is a business opportunity. Is it worth spending the money? Will I see that return? It's hard to like, it's hard to have like tangible on that. But I was like, look, no, I am I'm just going down for the day. It's not worth spending six hundred dollars a night on a hotel down there that weekend because I'm going to Europe this summer. I want to put that's where I want to spend my money. I also think that like I picture whenever I'm like another area recently where I'm like trying to decide if I want to say no is like getting invited to things like bachelorettes and um weddings and things like that. And I'm just like okay I try and picture myself that weekend versus just like being at home. I'm like, which would I rather be doing right now? Right now, would I rather be there or sitting on my couch, like resting after like a crazy work week? And usually the space you're in now is going to be the same in like two months, whatever. Like, if you don't want to go now, you're probably not going to want to go then. So that's one thing that's also helped me too.
1: Okay. So I agree with that. But then sometimes I'm like, is part of that just laziness? Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes I'm like, okay, if I wouldn't want to go right now, that doesn't mean that if you go, you're not going to have an amazing time and see, this is why I go back and forth so much because I truly feel like I can see equal sides to everything. It's it's really, I don't know why my brain is like that, but like, I have a couple of weddings and I'm like going through that exact same sort of thing. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't go. This like realistically doesn't make any sense. But I'm still going to end up going.
0: I mean, it's not saying that you're not going to have a good time. It's like, is it worth it for you? Because think about it, about if you're going to go to a wedding, how much preparation that will take for you to go to that wedding? It's not just being there. Of course, you're going to have a good time. But I think you have to think about like, what are your values right now? What are your priorities at the moment? And does that align with going to the wedding? Or whatever it is. Sometimes it does, sometimes
1: it doesn't. And sometimes, if you think that it doesn't, it's okay to be selfish in that moment because I do feel like a lot of times we're saying yes for other people's benefit instead of our, our own.
0: Yes, and this is another thing I kind of wanted to get into because I think that I feel like we see all the time. It's like creating boundaries, like cutting out people, blah blah, blah like all this stuff. This kind of I don't know what I would call this messaging that we see on social media a lot. But like another friend of mine recently was supposed to go to this bachelorette party and, um, ended up a work deadline got pushed back and like product was sent late. And she was like, I have so much work to do now falling over this weekend. I can't go to this bachelorette. And she had to cancel. And her friend was really upset. So it's like, that's, that's hard because it's like for herself, she had to, she felt like in her heart, it was best for her to not go to say no and cancel and say yes to this work opportunity, but that the friend really wanted her to be there. So it's like, it's, I think that's where, for me, it gets hard is just what you said. It's like when you're Mm -hmm. saying yes, if you're saying yes for yourself or for someone else, but then I'm like, when is it like for friends, sometimes you have to do things like for your friend and maybe down the road, they'll do something for you.
1: That's the point where I'm
0: like, I struggle with it a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think everyone struggles with that. I think it's really hard. And I think it's like, I think there's a lot of noise right now on the internet, especially uh, people being like, set those boundaries. Don't do that. Don't do that. But like, there are other people and other emotions involved and it's not so black and white. It really isn't. It's not. For me, I, I wouldn't say I'm a people pleaser, but I do tend to be like, no, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. Even if maybe in in certain situations, if it's not like the right thing for me necessarily. Um, But I think it's all circumstantial, but that's really, really hard. It's hard. At the end of the day, like, I think deep down, you know, like, what's the right decision. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah. Like, I always know what's the right decision to make. I just need like a lot of people to validate it. (laughs) I was going (laughs) to say, do you? I do. I feel like a lot of times I do know what the right decision is. I just need some encouragement. If I feel like I'm letting someone down or letting myself down. Right. I get that. Have there been times where you're like, wow, I'm so happy I said no. I mean, yeah. So many times I think that there's been a lot of job opportunities where I'm like, I'm happy. I said no, because I felt like I felt like it wasn't a good opportunity for me. I felt like I was being taken advantage of. And I feel like saying no ended up gaining me so much more respect in the eyes of brands, in the eyes of clients, managers, whatever it is, and in the eyes of my peers as well. Mm-hmm. So I think job opportunities, absolutely um. And also like, sometimes it's like the little things, like sometimes saying no to like a night out that you didn't really even want to go to and like sleeping in the next day and not being hung over and like feeling good. Like, yeah, like, why was I even questioning that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What about you, Ray?
0: Yeah. I think looking back, there's sometimes where like, I wish I would have said no, like at a job opportunity, I think it's easy to say yes two things out of like if you have a scarcity mindset rather than like an abundant mindset and I'm like oh looking back I wish I would have said no and I think I would have been happier with that decision but it's easy to do right. that and look back I think sure. like I feel like there have been times where I'm like especially with like weddings and stuff or bachelorettes like if I don't I guess I just have this rule and like it's easier for me in this regard because I was talking to another friend about this like if I don't speak to them like weekly or even like bi-monthly, I'm not going. I just like, I guess that's like a rule in my head. So like I have zero guilt or anything about that. I'm just like, I'm saying no to
1: shit left and right. Okay. See, that's amazing. That is really a struggle for me. I mean, there, unfortunately, there were a bunch of weddings I have to say no to this past year, just because I just couldn't do it, like I. So I guess in that sense, like I didn't feel bad, um, just because like I had a baby and a family, and honestly, having a baby gives you a lot of reasons to yes. say no. Yes. Um, but I I do really struggle with that when it comes to when weddings are big milestones in people's lives like if they want me there a lot of times i feel like i need to be there
0: but the thing is i think a lot of times people are just inviting us out of obligation they don't really care because yeah. i'm like if you don't literally
1: give one thousand percent you're totally right I, so i'm like
0: why are we all you're stressing totally out right. about this? if you don't call me and talk to me you, you don't care if i'm there you're 100%. inviting me because you think that i would be upset if i'm not invited so let's just all collectively be like okay we know what's going on here and
1: <laughs> no, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. You're right.
0: That's my take on it.
1: Um it's a hot take. But I, I think I think you're absolutely correct. Spot on, baby.
0: Spot on. So in conclusion, I think that it's hard to say no, but you should at some point in time, but also not neglect to think about like the people your no know could impact. Is that our takeaway from this conversation, Christina? I think that's one of the
1: takeaways, but I think the main takeaway, in my opinion, is saying no means saying yes to other things. Ooh, that was good. Yes. Saying no gives you the opportunity, gives you the time to do the things that you actually really want to do. Mm-hmm. And even though it's really hard, even if you're someone like me, who annoys all of her friends and her partner <laughs> and goes crazy in her mind, um, you, you will end up making the right decision for you at the end of the day. Yeah. You just kind of like have to trust your instincts. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Well, let's get in today's ask away with rain. Kay.
1: all um, right. Today's ask away how to recover from a sleeping with a guy on the first day date. If you'd like to see him again. Okay. Listen, here's the thing it does not matter if you slept with him on the first date because if he wants to see you again, you will see him again. Yeah. He would have already hit you up. Yeah. I So w- I think that like, you can't like cringe and be like, Oh my gosh, like I wish I didn't do that. And then like, call him and be like, I-, I never do anything like that. Like stop. Yeah. I be completely Be confident agree. in your decision. And if it's, if he wants to see you, if you want to see him again, you can reach out to him, but if he wants to see you, you will know.
0: I completely agree. I think that honestly, when you sleep with someone, it really doesn't matter if they like you. They will see you again. I've slept with guys on the first date and heard from, them, like, dated them for a while. And I, as in, I say, guys, this has happened to me one time. I've, <laughs> all, <laughs> but okay, like the guy I'm currently kind of saying, Whatever, we slept together on the first date, and now it's been like two and a half months. But other times I've waited to like four or five dates and then I get fucking ghosted. So I'm just, I, that is the evidence that I have for you guys that it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. when you sleep with them.
1: So. And I have opposite evidence because I waited like a month and a half to sleep with Steve and now we're married and I've slept with people on the first date and then like never heard from them ever again. But I also think that like, those people just didn't care about me do you know what i mean it's not because like i had sex with them no if you don't it literally doesn't matter
0: no it doesn't matter so sorry to break it to you girly if you haven't if you're feeling like you have to save something to see him again i don't think it was meant to be exactly all right well everyone thank you so much for listening
1: we love you guys love (laughs) you see you next week